We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now, back to Late Night with Hancock and Kelly. I love it at night. On King of OX. Live from Studio B at KMOX in St. Louis, we turn our sights to Hollywood. Hooray for Hollywood. It's our weekly visit with the great Hollywood insider, a man of, how would what would you say, a renaissance man? Renaissance, no, resistance maybe. Uh, Sean Michael Lyle coming to us straight from Hollywood, California. Where he was trained <laughs> in the, straight, as a matter in of the fact, broadcast which is arts. unusual for somebody from Hollywood. A man who appeared <laughs> in General Hospital. A man whose acting credits are too numerous to mention here. Or to remember. And he's met so many amazing celebrities over the course of his illustrious career. Sean Michael, thank you again for dropping in to the Hancock and Kelly Show and spending a few moments of what will be incredible radio. Yeah, well, I, you're welcome. I actually, I'm, of course, from Silicon Valley, just to point that out. I don't want people to think I'm actually from Hollywood, because that would be embarrassing. But you worked in Hollywood. I worked in, you I went to broadcasting trained. school. I lived in Hollywood. Yes. And yeah, I spent some time and did some work. But uh, actually, today, though, because I've met so many famous people, which is what I come in here to talk about, yeah, is the yeah. people that I've met. Yeah. And just to let everybody know that it is not uncommon, especially people at KMOX. There's a lot of people here who have met a lot of famous people. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Oh. Well, it, not to name drop, but, you know, Maria Kina, a, a I great do. reporter, she interviewed uh, Mick Jagger of the Rolling Stones. How wow. about that? Michael Kelly ran into Mick Jagger at a hardware store. Uh, kind of. But, yeah, yeah it was, uh, we were vacationing on the same island, and oh. I saw him. He, oh. at 70-something years old, and his... Toddler, yeah. like one. <laughs> I've never, I've never vacationed on an island, so you've got one up on me. But today, I'd like to talk about because have I, you ever left the country? Uh, yeah, a little bit, but not much. Okay. But uh, but uh, because I am from Silicon Valley, yeah, uh-huh. and uh, comes from aerospace. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my father, you know, he he worked in aerospace. He and, did. Yeah, and actually, you know, build things like missiles and rockets and all kinds of. You he he know, was he, your father was a rocket scientist. No, he was not. He was oh. he was a precision sheet metal mechanic. Oh, nice. <laughs> so not quite the same. But anyway, uh, so and I I know a lot of people around here uh, can tell the same story. But I've met a lot of astronauts. What? Fascinating. More than I can remember. As really a fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, the ones that come to mind, of course, are the ones that uh, you went to the moon. 
yes. the Apollo astronauts. Uh, I, now, the ones that I've met who actually l- walked on the moon, if I remember correctly, and excuse me if I mess this up because I'm just going by memories, Buzz Aldrin. Buzz Aldrin, yeah. Uh, and uh, Pete Conrad. Pete Conrad. Yeah, they, and uh, and Alan Bean. Yeah. They, they all walked on the moon, but the, the only ones that I've met on on numerous occasions, actually, were uh, commanders of uh, Apollo missions, so they didn't walk on the moon. Uh, Michael Collins, probably, there are more people who can say that they'd talk to Michael Collins than just about anybody. Really? Because when I was in junior high school, uh, Michael Collins, this was before he actually did it for NASA as a program, he went around to schools all over the place and would talk to students everywhere. About space. About space and space programs. Now, I... I knew these people or encountered them at NASA Ames Research in uh, Mountain View because I knew people who who worked there. And my father's work was associated with that. But um, so so that's where I would encounter them. And Michael Collins, he was hysterically funny. Um, And he he would tell great stories, you know, just like, well, yeah, we were in the space capsule. And then all of a sudden we started spinning out of control. And I and he's so understated. Yeah. He's gone now, but he would say like, yeah, and so I say, um, Houston, uh, I'm spinning out of control here. And they said, well, we're working on it. And I said, well, I'm beginning to lose consciousness here. So <laughs> if you don't come up with something, I'm not going to be able to affect any any solutions. He said, They said, we're working on it. <laughs> so I didn't know what to do, so I just fired the retro rockets, and it stopped. Well, there you go. Wow. <laughs> And another one, he said that they were so understated is they were going, they were reentering. And he said, Houston said, um, don't uh, jettison your retro pack. Uh, copy that. Yeah. Don't do not jettison your retro pack. And they said, uh, any particular reason why not to jettison the retro pack? We've just determined at this time it's best that you not jettison the retro pack. <laughs> <laughs> and he's thinking, OK, the heat shield came loose, which is apparently what yeah. happened. Wow, but he was hysterically funny. He was did, a great guy. To did talk you ever to. Heard, did, when you talked to him? Uh, did they? Did you get a chance to ask him about the fact that there's some people who think that they didn't oh, land on the moon and that know, they were liars I, and I, stuff? I, well, another one that I encountered numerous times, uh, Frank Borman. Yeah, um, I, I talked to him a little bit about that. Now, I didn't know him until many years later uh, when I was in radio, and it had nothing to do with him being an astronaut. He he owned a car dealership in. Um, Las Cruces, New Mexico. I think he and his son Fred still do. Um, they own this car dealership, and they were customers of our radio station because they always advertise. Yeah, sure. So Frank Borman and and I asked him about that, and and I remember specifically him just kind of laughing and shaking his head and not really saying anything about it. Right? Did, have you in your conversations with astronauts? Did any of them indicate that it had changed them in any way in terms of? Looking back at the the planet and, well, and seeing the vastness yes, of the space. Not the Apollo ones, because they were military people. And they were, I mean, like uh, Gene Cernan, yeah. uh, he was the last, among the last guys on the moon. I think he was, he and a guy named Schmidt. But uh, Gene Cernan, last guy on the moon. Um, and uh, and uh, Buzz Aldrin and and, uh, and Pete Conrad, they were just, they were very military kind of guys, daredevil kind of guys. Yeah. You know, they stared danger down in the face. So they didn't seem to be that way. But Sally Ride was. Yeah. Sally Ride, she was. She went to Stanford University. And I talked to her a couple of times well after her astronaut days. And, and she she very much was changed by that whole experience. Wow. Yeah. Uh, there is another one that I that I met. 
he was a grand marshal of a, a parade, and, and uh, our radio station was putting on the parade. So I had a nice chance to uh, talk to a guy named, uh, who also, I believe, went to Stanford, Ellison Onizuka. Oh, yeah, and okay. Yeah. To, say, to say it changed him is, is an understatement because, of course, he died in the Challenger right. crash. And, and that uh, Ames Research, um, which was at Moffett Field, Moffett Field was renamed uh, Ellison Onizuka uh, Naval Air Base. Huh. Fascinating. For Naval Air Station. Fascinating. Yeah. How did Sally Ride feel about that song they wrote about her? Ride, Ride Sally. Sally Ride. You know, she really didn't get into that. I, I think it was too, <laughs> probably too touchy to, to, to ask about. But How, she, she's she still alive, right? Yeah, she's still around. She she wasn't really, uh, I, I won't say she wasn't really an astronaut. Of course she was an astronaut. But but she, she was a mission specialist. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Apollo people were not mission specialists. They were flyboys. And Sally Ride was more of what you would consider to be, you know, a real astronaut. If you look at Star Trek or something like that, you know, those shows, they, they have people who have specific jobs that or why they are out there in space. Well, and like she was one Spock, of those. for example. Yeah, you know, he exactly. Was the, he was the doctor. Yeah. No, right. that was Bones. Was no, the Bones was McCoy. the McCoy. McCoy yeah, was what the was doctor. what was the Spock? He was the, Scotty. he was the science officer, and <laughs> Scotty was the engineer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So those people have specific jobs, whereas the the astronaut, the Apollo guys, they were all just flyboys. They were basically test pilots who didn't get themselves killed. Yeah, yeah, and they were the survivors of that. Well, that's wow. cool. What about the the shuttle uh, astronauts? Did you ever meet any of those? Yeah, well, Sally Ride right. was uh, a shuttle astronaut, and Ellison on right. Azuka, of course, died in the Challenger, and all. Also, uh, one who was a commander that I, I talked to a couple times was uh, uh, Story Musgrove, yeah, who uh, bald guy. He was he was he was funny. I, I liked I liked him. He uh, when I say funny, he was. But they, they all tell those little stories. Story Musgrove though was more the old fashioned. He wasn't a mission specialist. He was the commander. You ever detect any arrogance uh, among? No. Is it that fascinating? None whatsoever. These people that have done things that so few others have accomplished or and even attempted. So un- unassuming yeah. and all that, and and uh, like Pete Conrad. Uh, you know, he's recognizable. He had had this like gap in his teeth and yeah. everything. And Buzz Aldrin was too, and they were kind of famous, right? And uh, I mean, I never met like Neil Armstrong or anything, but Frank Borman, he was wasn't recognizable, but a couple of them were very recognizable, and people just flocked to them, and they were just so nice, and were more interested in your story yeah. than than recounting their story. Well, folks, it never ceases to amaze me. These few moments with Sean Michael Isle every week, always, it's like an ever-opening flower. Yeah, it is. In the yeah. early spring months straight of the flower. calendar year. What? A straight flower. Yeah. yeah. He made that point oh, at the yeah. very beginning. You said straight from Hollywood, oh. and I said, well, as a matter of fact, I, I am, yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks. A flower with aphids, but yeah. that's fine. That's Sean Michael Lyle, folks. It's time to find out what's trending. Braxton Payne is up next right here on the Hancock and Kelly Show. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. One, two. Two for two. It's Hancock and Kelly on St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX. Every time Hancock and Kelly is on for our late night show, we have the King of Pain on. He's Braxton Payne. He joins us on the Celebrity Guest Line for What's Trending. Good evening, Braxton Payne. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you all? Fine. Before we hop into this, uh, you uh, have uh, something the listeners ought to know about. What's uh, your you've got coming down the pike for you and your wife? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, we are expecting a baby girl in February of 2023. Hey. Wow. Awesome. Congratulations. Congratulations. Have we picked out names yet? Michael is a perfect name for a girl. Not as. Yes. We actually, we're going to name her after my wife's uh, grandmother. Uh, So her name's going to be Virginia. We're going to call her Gia. We don't have a middle name yet, though. That is is up in the air. Wow. Gia Sean. I think that would be nice. <laughs> Don't you guys? Hey, well, congratulations, man. That, that's a, that'll be a life-changing, unbelievable event. And, um, yeah, things will never be the same again and for the better, I will say. Yeah, I'm definitely excited. It, it's funny, you know, so you know, my mom will listen to me on the radio and stuff. And, and you know, I'm, I'm glad that I got to talk to her yesterday because we went to do our 20-week ultrasound, which is a, a big ultrasound. You know, you get to see everything. You know, oh, yeah. She's, you know, how big she is, all that stuff. And uh, I texted her. I was like, you know, everything's good. You know, she's healthy. You know, she's in the 95th percentile Excellent. of height and weight right now, which is which is good. I was a big baby. I was over 10 pounds. Whoa. Um, oh. Yeah. So, God bless your mother. No kidding. So I, so I texted my, my mom and, and my, my father and said, you know, Gia's looking well and everything. And my mom texted back, Gia, question mark. Mind you, we've had picked out the name about six or seven or eight weeks ago, and I'm pretty sure we told my mom. So I'm glad that it was, I got the text her yesterday. Well, that just proves to tell you, you know, sometimes, you know, things slip, slip the mind of the parents. Oh, they do. They do indeed. So what's <laughs> trending, Braxton Payne? Uh, so we got uh, got a couple options here. We have a, a celebrity death, mm-hmm. uh, Nebraska, and Bob Costas. So we've already talked about a celebrity death, and I'm not sure it's the same person. So let's talk Bob Costas in Nebraska. Yeah, so Bob, yeah, so Bob Costas is, is uh, announcing his first MLB playoff game since 2000. Whoa! Tonight, um, so I didn't realize it had been that long. But I was just I was thinking about like you know obviously Bob Costas in St. Louis and honestly throughout the country is is legendary. And you know I'm thinking now you know we have Joe Buck coming up, you know, as I think he's going to be, or he is a legendary broadcaster, but, you know, there's really no more that I can really think of that are younger that are coming through the ranks. And it almost gives me pause. If you look at Twitter, you know, Joe Buck has talked about it in his book. He talks about it on, you know, in, in interviews of like on Twitter that people just roast him. you know, each side, you know, he's favoring one side. So my thought was, you know, I, I just I don't see, you know, a, you know, Al Michaels, a Jim Nance or any of those type of people coming up in the ranks and maybe because they just don't want to do it. I mean, they don't want to be part of that that noise. 
Oh, I don't know. I mean, there's some some of the younger announcers uh, are, are quite good. I mean, I think our own Dan McLaughlin here in town is. Oh, I agree with that. Uh, amazing. He's just a tremendous descriptor of the game. Um, and there'll and there'll be some younger folks, the Carey kids and grandkids. Harry, you know, Skip Carey and Chip Carey. Uh, and Drew Carey, no, I'm kidding. Uh, but, but they've been, you know, they've they've gone on to have very, very good, great careers. Yeah, and I, I just think one of the things that I, I've, you know, I, I grew up with, you know, Joe Buck, as as many of people of my generation did, are you know, Joe Buck and Jack Buck, and I, I just hope that, you know they can let people just announce the game without giving so much criticism yeah. every time because it is a hard job. I, and I um, don't get it. There, especially a baseball game. Yeah, and I don't get it about Joe Buck. I mean, He's very he, good. Oh, but I mean, there is a whole website, you know, relegated to beating up on Joe Buck, and I, I just don't get it. I think he's really good and does it down the middle. In fact, uh, you know, I'm thrilled for him that he went to ESPN and now he's got the premier football night, which is yeah. Monday night. But I actually miss him on all the playoffs, and I miss mm-hmm. him on Sunday afternoons yeah. on on television because he's really the voice of playoff baseball to me. Yeah, he really is. And, uh, you know, clearly he's got his detractors and they're vocal, but they're clearly not most people because the guy, you look at his contract, look what he's being paid. He's being paid that because people watch him. And, uh, right. and people watch him because they enjoy the, the good work he does, and he is an entertainer, uh, Joe Buck is. I, I find his, you know, he describes the game great, but he's also highly entertaining. He's funny, and uh, great interaction he has with um, uh, his buddy there. Troy and, Aikman. Troy Aikman in the booth. So, <laughs> Who's yeah. like half the size he was when he played football. Hmm. Both but Buck and Aikman, when you look at them now, they look like two chopsticks. They both weigh about 100 pounds. <laughs> Um, Tony like, Romo's the same way. Right? He looks super skinny, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's like these guys play football and they get bulked up and then they just quit eating. Uh, I'd like to get that recipe. I'd like to how do you, how do, you do that? Yeah, uh, no, I'd like to no quit kidding. eating, too. No kidding. So, uh, listen, um, not a big fan of Nebraska, but uh, one thing I'll say about it is it's better than Iowa. So, what's up with Nebraska? Well, so one of the things that I so I was. Just scrolling through uh, Twitter this afternoon, and so you know, there's some elections obviously going on here in, in less, you know, one month from today. Um, and the Nebraska Second Congressional District, uh, you know, had a special election over the summer. Uh, the Republican beat the Democrat um, Brooks in that election. But one of the things that I thought that was interesting and just came out uh, today is that Nebraska's first lady, you know, the first lady of Nebraska is. He, Ricketts is a Republican. Um, she has actually endorsed and done a commercial for the Democrat in the race when her husband has endorsed the Republican. What? So, so I just thought it was interesting. And it, and it was a full two-minute video. You know, it's not just a 30-second commercial about how great she is and all this stuff. Um, it, it's still probably most likely a, a Republican win. It's not really a swing district anymore with, with the, the, the new district as it's drawn. But I just thought it was interesting to see, you know, bedfellows. You know, we haven't had, you know, the Conways and the White House. I, I don't really see, you know, spouses breaking for the other party. So my question for you guys, you guys have been in the, in the political business a long time. What's the strangest bedfellows for an endorsement you've ever seen? Huh. Oh, that's a great question. I would have to think about that for a moment. Uh, well, 
I, I, in retrospect, it didn't seem that way at the time, but I think the Jack Danforth endorsement of Josh Hawley uh, would, was right. pretty interesting. Um, and Hawley, you know, was running as a as a new styled conservative, uh, precisely the kind of candidate that Jack Danforth is not liked. So that I find that those to be strange bedfellows. Yeah, um, I don't know that 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 is an excellent question, and I bet. Sometime about five minutes after we get off the air, I'll come up with a brilliant answer, but I don't have one right now. Yeah. Well, I could go to, you know, as you guys talked about Angela Lansbury yeah. uh, passing. Well, one thing I found that interesting, and I know that you guys have already talked about it. I don't know if you talked about this, but one of the things that she was famous for um, was to hire older actors. Um, and one of the things that she used to do on when she did 13 Years of Murder, she wrote, she would hire older union actors in order for them to get the time so they could qualify for their insurance and their pension. Um, Whether it was to do, you know, background work or anything like that, she was known to purposely hire them for 13 years on that show to make sure that they could get their insurance and get their pension. That's awesome. And get their, you know, their union points and stuff like that. So I thought that was a really interesting anecdote besides, you know, her obviously amazing legacy on television. That yeah. is fascinating. That is some solid points. It seems like it uh, must have just been a delightful woman, you know, and uh, you, a life well lived. 96 years is, you know, she was probably ready. And, totally. Uh, life well lived. Yeah, five days until her birthday. I, mean, I, I remember my mom watching Murder, She Wrote, like a religion. I mean, it, the reruns all the time. Highly rated show. Day. Highly rated oh, show. Yeah. Uh, One of the best yeah. I've ever seen. Now think about this segment. We started talking about new life coming into the world. Yeah. And we ended <laughs> it with somebody dying. The circle of life, the brother. The circle of life, right? Straight out of, uh, what was that, The Lion King. Yeah. Uh, Braxton Payne, thank you so much for what's trending. As always, a spectacular job. Thanks, y'all. All right, we're going to wrap up this Cardinal season when we come back. And it ended disappointingly, but we'll remember some of the tulips along the path. Next. Well, it didn't end the way that we all had hoped. In fact, it was heartbreaking the way that it came apart there on Friday. Reminded Um, me of my political career. Yeah. Never really even got started. (laughs) And then Saturday, for me, it felt inevitable. Uh, We did make a run at it. Um, But if you really, truly look back at this year, it was a special time. I remember I was in uh, Florida the day that they signed uh, Albert Pujols. Yeah. And he walked onto the field down there in Jupiter. Yeah. Uh, and that was a special moment. And little did we know what the ride we were about to take. Yeah. And in fact, most of the most of us thought that, um, you know, it was a quaint uh, kind of fun thing for the fans to bring Albert back. Didn't think you'd see much production out of him. Uh, maybe some off-the-bench moments against left-handed relievers. Maybe hit a few home runs. I don't think most of us didn't expect him to get to 700, let alone 703, where he ended up. And after the first, after April and May, nothing that happened during that time led us to believe anything other than what we thought when we signed him. It just wasn't going to work that well. He was hitting a buck and 50 or something. But it, but it was still fun and nostalgic yeah, even then. Yeah, and then the announcement came that he would participate in the home run derby. At the All-Star game. And... Something magical happened. Well, he won his first round, and darn near won the semifinal round. And um, and after somewhere along swing. there, he found his stroke. And man, once he found his stroke, 
he was became for the back half of that season one of the best hitters, not on the Cardinals, one of the best hitters in all of baseball for the second half. Truly remarkable for a 42-year-old to do the things he did. Uh, and leading up as he's hitting home runs 690, which was a grand slam, 691, 2, 3, and they're ticking all away. While that drama was going on, Yadier Molina and Adam Wainwright, who Adam Wainwright, until, until he turned 41, was a very good pitcher for this Cardinal team this year. He looked to be in his former form as well, and they were trying to break a record set by Mickey Lulich and Bill Freehand, who had started 324 games as a pitcher and catcher. That's a record that I don't think will ever be broken again because of the the way baseball teams travel, uh, players move, the careers don't last that long, certainly not with one team, and the catching position is so difficult uh, and it takes such a physical toll on your body. But there we were. Uh, in September of this year, last month, and for the 325th time, Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molina strolled in from that from that bullpen, and Adam got on the mound, and as soon as he fired the first pitch, that record was set. We're all set for the historic moment right here with the fans standing at Bush Stadium. Pitch one is taken for a strike. Adam Wainwright and Yadier Molina have the record of 325 starts as a regular season major league battery, passing Mickey Lolich and Bill Freehand from 1963 through 1975 with the Detroit Tigers. You know, that was something. I was at that game, and I can't remember who that first batter was. Kristen Yelich. Yes, it was Yelich of the Brewers. He took the pitch on purpose, totally. and uh, what a class move. Now, of course, he didn't hit squat all year, so yeah. but uh, that was a classy move to take that first pitch. There was no doubt about it. And then, as we discussed, we had the all-star break, and Albert seemed to catch his stride, John Hancock, and it started to climb up that board, and uh, then we made our way to the West Coast. Yeah, Dodger Stadium, of all places, where Albert finished his career. You remember, the Angels released Albert Pujols last season. And uh, he was kind of available for anybody. And the Dodgers, who were a very good ball club, brought him in really to be kind of a mentor for some of their younger hitters and so forth. He had a pretty good second half with the Dodgers last year, not as good as the one he had with us this year. Uh, But he mentioned when he made his remarks to the fans there in L.A. that that team really kind of restored his love of the game, re-energized him. And how fitting it was to be in Los Angeles. He hit home run number 699 uh, in the second inning of that game. And in the third inning of that game, Albert strode to the plate again. Pujols with the widespread stance, arms out over the plate. Bickford from the stretch. The 1-1 pitch. A swing, and there it goes! Left field, way back! That's home run number 700! Pujols hits a three-run homer! And he hit 699 and 700 at Dodger Stadium on September 23rd, 2022. 8.23 p.m. Pacific time. Really remarkable to, to have witnessed that and, and to have accomplished it. You know, it's uh, one of the great records. Only four people have hit 700 home runs in the history of the game. But he wasn't done there. He still had a couple weeks left in the season, and uh, he put up a couple more tallies. He did. Remember, uh, we were talking on the set with Andy Banker right. one night, mm-hmm. or one day after the show, and he said his mom 
per day. And this was at, so we were somewhere around six ninety four in in there with Albert. And he said his mom predicted he was going to hit seven hundred and three. And how right she and was. And how right she was. And here is the final home run in the great career of the great Albert Pools. Pujol swings and he drives this one. Left field, down the line, and it's a gunner! A gunner for Albert Pujols and home run 703. 2-0 Cardinals. Yep. The likes of which we will never see again uh, in this town or in this league, I don't think. I think you're right about that. And uh, then we all know what happened on this past Friday and Saturday. So now we, uh, we'll watch the remaining teams play it out. And uh, we start to think about next season. And next season's going to look quite different. There's going to be no Yadier Molina. There'll be no Albert Pujols. There's still a question as to whether or not Adam Wainwright will come back. Our third baseman, Nolan Arenado. Uh, has indicated that he maybe would like to renegotiate his contract. Yeah. Uh, he potentially could go. Hopeful uh, NL MVP Paul Goldschmidt will be back at first base. He will. Do you think Nolan Arenado comes back next I year? Do. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah, too. I do. And I'll tell you who I don't think comes back next year is Tyler O'Neill. Really? Uh, the oft injured this year, Tyler O'Neill. And, you know, he had such a breakout season in 21. I mean, it was, I think he finished fifth or sixth in the MVP voting in, in all of baseball that year and or in the National League. And he had, what, he hit 30 home runs a year ago. And I just, he was won a couple of gold gloves. I just don't know that the Cardinals are going to bring him back. Is he too big? Um, you know, he's he's really built. He and seems to do a lot of working out. He does. Uh, I don't know. I mean, some sometimes injuries just happen and they're just the coincidence and, you know, and they seem to be set some players more than others for whatever reason. I don't know what that is. But I'd be a little surprised if he's back. And I think our outfield next year, you know, the Cardinals had their outfield established this year really – for the first time in years, you think about the Marcelo Zunas and Dexter Fowlers and Jason Haywards that we've gone through, and the Cardinals really haven't had a set outfield for a decade. And it looked like Tyler O'Neill, Harrison Bader, uh, and Dylan Carlson were going to be the Cardinal outfield, you know, for the foreseeable future. And now I think all of that's up. And of course, Bader's gone. And um, he's playing tonight. Uh, Carl's, yeah, he had hit a home run tonight. Carlson. Um, you know, had a disappointing season, I think we can say. Uh, I still think that Dylan Carlson's going to be a very good big league player. I don't know that he's going to be a great big league player, but I think he'll be a very good one. But I wouldn't be surprised if Tyler O'Neill is gone. Uh, the Cardinals have this Jordan Walker at AAA who's, you know, one of these days he's supposed to be like the full package of everything. Right. Speed, power, defense, uh, all of it. And uh, I, I don't know. We might see him in the big leagues. For what, almost 20 years now, we haven't had to worry about the commander of the team. Uh, that would be the catcher behind the plate. Uh, is uh, Kinziger, is he a full-time catcher, or are we going to have to go into the open market? Andrew Kisner, I, yeah, I would be surprised if he gets the job. Um, Wilson Contreras is a free agent, the Cubs catcher. He's a good one. He's not as good defensively, uh, but he would certainly be a, an improvement on the offense over Kisner or Yachty for that matter, at this stage. Um, so that would be an intriguing possibility. 
The Cardinals are still very high on Yvonne Herrera, the catcher at AAA, but he he was up this year for a little bit. It looks to me like he's still got a long ways to go to to get ready for the big league. So uh, I think the catcher's a position. Definitely we need to upgrade at shortstop. Uh, Paul DeYoung, I don't know what we could get for him, but I I would suspect the Cardinals will try and deal Paul DeYoung over the offseason. So there'll be some big changes on this club. And, and one guy on this team that I think doesn't get – the attention and recognition he deserves is Tommy Edmond. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the guy was a, he was one of the league leaders in war, which is a it, one of these new the sabermetric that matters. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting, and it's going to be a new season next year. And of course, the shift will be banned next year. Uh, we'll be on the shot clock or whatever they call it, the pitch, pitch clock. clock, which I actually think is a good thing. That will help. Um, uh, they kept did they keep the three batter deal for yeah the, i think so that's yeah. terrible and yeah. the ghost runner which is not baseball i agree but actually it was kind of entertaining and you didn't have games that were going till two o'clock in the morning see and I, that never bothered me well of course you, not because you're weird i love baseball yeah i know we're, good... but we're not normal well we people in st louis we're not normal when it comes to baseball the rest of the country thinks it goes too slow well there you have it that's michael kelly i'm john hancock we've got one more short segment with all of you and that's coming your way right after this on camel x I was a early adopter of cutting the cord. Do you know what that means? Uh, when the baby's born, you got the yeah, biblical no, cord there. No, different cord. No. This would be the because uh, I have no babies. Thank you. Excellent point. Uh, would be the cable cord to the, the television. cable cord. Yeah. So I cut the cord and uh, kind of got talked into it by some guys who were helping me out uh, when I was moving to places. And they told me, hey, you're going to love this. Your life's going to be simpler. Uh, you're going to be able to only get the stations that you want to watch. And I, I I, think you and I are probably similar. Yeah. My my lifestyle, I, I want to watch news and sport. Yeah. Outside of that, they can keep the home and garden. You're not a, binge, can, you're not a binge-watching kind of guy. Yeah. I haven't gotten into any of the binge stuff. I, 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 you know, the history and the Discovery Channel are okay occasionally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Agreed. But uh, other than that, I'm, I'm typically watching sport or news. Uh, and this cord cutting was a lot of fun for a while. I had uh, Direct TV now. Oh, you had which, the Direct TV. Yeah. So you, it, it came through my internet, uh-huh. and I was able to hop around. That's well, what they call a streaming service. Yeah, the streaming mm-hmm. service. You, you did. You didn't get the Haiku thing. No, I have Apple TV, oh. which is a. It's yeah. a similar. It's a competitor to uh, Roku. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a device that 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 does it. Apple produces it. So, uh, but now. You, I don't need to tell the listeners of KMOX that what's going on. Uh, they've done it with baseball now. They've moved one baseball game a week now to Apple TV. Yeah. Uh, with the NFL, they've moved one football game every Thursday night to Prime Video, which you have to be a Prime member to be <coughs> in. And I don't think this is going to stop. And here's Clearly my, it's not. Here's my problem. Everybody sold me on cutting the cord to make my life easier. Easier, but now you got to subscribe to all these services. Now, not only do you have to subscribe, John, they, it's not easy to hop back and forth, right? So on a Thursday night, you know how it is with a football game. Yeah, they, there's 18 minutes worth of commercials yeah. between a change of possession. So you want to flip around and maybe check out the news. Now you've got to go out of the app, which is Prime. Yeah. Now you're back to Directv, and then you're watching that for a second. Then you want to flip back over to the football game. There's no more. 
hopping around. Life is no longer easy. Yeah, channel and none hopping. of them are. Yeah, they're not integrated together. It's one of the great things in life. Not to mention the Apple TV baseball fiasco that's going on. And I love Apple TV. I find it easy to navigate. But the problem is, is that obviously they know I'm in St. Louis. Yeah. And but they show you every other live game they have that you can watch before you can get to the one that you want to watch, which is St. Louis. Right. So, uh, and then this, we had the, the seven hundred six ninety nine and seven hundred by Albert were on one of these Apple TV games, so we didn't even have right. our Danny Mac right. making the call, et cetera. And it's just, I don't know. And and my, and my biggest complaint is not only are we kind of getting hosed, and, and maybe that's somewhere we can go here in a second, but we're getting hosed because we don't get to hear our own local announcers, but now they've taken away your ability and the ease that sold you on getting rid of cable. Uh, but I also, since we're, uh, you know, throwing out uh, fits of grievance here, yes. I want to continue on another one. You go right ahead. During the playoffs, yeah. why, why shouldn't the home team be able to watch their, their local yeah. announcers? Yeah. Now, I get it. The rest of the country should be forced to watch the national broadcast. And even from a local perspective, feed me the national commercials. I'm okay with that. But I've sat here for 100-plus games and watched my ball team with the same voice. And now I'm relegated to Alex Rodriguez, who wants to spend the entire game telling me about Yankee history. And guess what? I don't care about Yankee (laughs) history. I'm a Cardinal fan. We hate the Yankees. <laughs> we beat them three in a row. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it, it's, but that's just the way. That's all contracts and money, and that's not going to. No, get them I get done. it. I, get I remember it. when I was uh, younger, and I started hearing people talking about pay TV. Yeah, when cable was yeah, first coming up. pay TV, and I'm thinking, no, nobody's going to pay for. I mean, you got your TV right here. You uh-huh. know, you can uh-huh. want to watch Channel Five. You get Channel Fours over here. Yeah. Two two notches down the dial, you got channel two. And if you had the little round thing in the back of the television, you could even get channel 30. Right. I mean, who's going to pay for TV? And you were the original remote controlling your family too, right? Oh, yeah. Your dad would say, John, get up there and turn it to it channel was, three. It was, turn yeah. It final, yeah. Channel five. Yeah, yeah. Now, we did finally get one of those big clunky remote controls <laughs> with our Zenith. And uh, that, was, that was really living it up. And then... Um, Wow, and then the cable box came. No, the VCR. Ah, unbelievable! This thing, the, the JBS VCR shows up. I couldn't believe my parents. My parents, we weren't poor, but we didn't have much, right? And uh, they sprung for a VCR. Wow, which means I could tape my shows. You know, on uh-huh. channels two, four, five, eleven. Days nine. of our lives, pal. Yeah, yeah. Are you taping days? Yeah, yeah, I did a little General Hospital. Yeah, you know, keeping up with <laughs> seeing what's going on. Luke and Laura. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and then. Yeah. We got the cable. Yep. Unbelievable. Yeah. And the channels you could get, Michael. 57 channels. You had MTV on there. <laughs> yeah. You could watch the videos. Uh-huh. It was, it was, and, but we were paying for it. Well, we, we, yeah, and you paid for basic cable. That's what we had was basic cable. Yeah. We didn't have any of the pay stations. The HBO but, and the... Da, 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 but da. If, if you were an enterprising young lad, you could go grab that remote control sometimes and turn it on the channel that was supposed to be HBO that you weren't paying for. Yeah. And if you waited long enough, the 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 weird pattern 
but kind of slow down, and maybe you'd see stuff you weren't supposed to Is see. Is that right? Uh-huh. Oh, through the through the fo- through the fuzz and fog. Yeah, you would be like, "Whoa! I think I just saw something yeah. there that uh-huh. I've been wanting to uh-huh. see my whole life." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and this is the world is changing, and this is where it's going now. And uh, but it's supposed to be easier, and it's not easier. No, it's, it's more complicated. Easier. And but they'll figure that out. Yeah, but we're also in a society where we're supposed to be able to get what we want. So, I mean. Look, during the Monday night football game now, you can watch it in Spanish. You can watch it with uh, Joe Buck, or you can turn it on and watch Eli and Peyton. Or you can go to another cast where they've got a couple of folks sitting around. Why can't I watch my own local commentators? Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And and another thing, we ought to we <laughs> ought to take this lawn. grievance. Yeah, get off my lawn. We ought to take this grievance. Up to Roger Goodell. Hey, how about that job, huh? Roger Goodell. What's he get about a hundred million dollars? Oh a year? yeah, it's a cush job. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I mean, he he can't ever do anything right. No, it's a, it's an evil league. I mean, look what they did to this city. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a well, it's just a money grubbing. But league. I love their product, and I'm guilty of watching. Yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing like like you, Matt Pauley was saying at the end of his segment. There, there's nothing like those three hours when you're watching. Your do team. you get the uh, NFL? What's it called? No red zone. Yes, I don't get it because I've uh, because of Directv yeah. doesn't have the deal with it, so I can't get so it. It has changed the way I watch football now. Yeah, it's the only way to watch it. And well, it's I mean, it's a little bit jarring because you got to keep up with all the game, but there are no commercials. Right, you don't miss a single meaningful play in any game that's happening then. Right, and do you have that, PJ? Oh man, guys! I didn't think I'd like it because I like awesome. to watch a game. It's worth the hundred bucks. It's yeah, it's worth the hundred bucks. It is, and and that's not that's not uh, nothing to sneeze. And then at. you get to the end of the the day on Sunday. That is my favorite part. Every touchdown, every touchdown. How many touchdowns were scored? Like you don't know because you. Don't I don't know. It. I didn't get to There's watch 56 it. Fifty-six touchdowns yeah. were scored last Sunday, but uh, it is so awesome. It's it my is. favorite part of the red zone. And then by that time, you get to flip over to NBC and yep. see the the late night game and go to sleep. There, there you have it. Yeah, it's it's a it's a pretty great deal. Yeah. Pretty great deal. Yeah, NFL red zone. Uh, but you know, I, on my channel right now, it's supposed to be easier. I can't even get the NFL channel now. I get Major League Baseball. I get tennis. I get golf. I get you know every other sport out there, but not the NFL. They've got a problem. You should write your congressman. Yeah, who's your congressman? Uh, that'd be Corey Bush. Oh, I never, can promise never, you, she never won't mind. be taking my yeah, call. Never mind. So, John Hancock, it's uh, been a delight to be with you. You Always and I is. will be here again on Friday. We will. We'll come in here at 830. We'll take you all the way up till uh, the show. We'll join them for a little while. We will. Sunday mornings, you can catch us on Channel 2 at 830 in the morning. Andy Banker sits between us. And, brother, we're less than 30 days away from an election. We're going to be right here on election night. We will. Giving you all the election totals uh, of who won and who lost. Right here on Cambridge. And there will be surprises. That's oh. the one. The great thing about election night is that there's always at least one, sometimes more than one, surprise. Wow, that happened. Yeah. You know, and seeing it in real time and enjoying that time with you is a, a highlight for me. Well, we are grateful you've spent some time with us. Thank you, Matt Pajeski, who's been behind the board. He's Thank the you to Sean Michael Lyle, who visits with us all the time. You folks have a very good evening. I'm off to walk the dog. And, uh, can't wait for that lovely experience. And uh, what we got coming up next? It's the best of Glover. The best of Glover is coming your way on the Voice of St. Louis. Michael, are you uh, in a hurry to get out of here? Some? Well, I thought we were going to let the music play us out. Well, but why waste the valuable airtime that we've been allotted here on the Voice of St. Louis? <laughs> KMOX. See you down the road. <laughs>
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.